0: All right, Chris, tell me this. Yes. Why is it humanoid and not like elfoid or dwarfoid or peopleoid or personoid? Oh, God. I have no idea. Why does everything have to be humanistic, huh? I am here for my goblin halfling. I'm, never mind. I'm not here for the, uh, kobolds. the, the halflings or You're the gnomes. I don't like gnomes or halflings. I am here for the people that voices aren't heard yet. The kobolds. Sure.
1: So... Should it be creature folk?
0: I think people folk. Playable. Personoid.
1: Playable racist folk?
0: I don't know. But I mean, there's also the like Humanoid is supposed to be anyone that's bipedal, humanistic in shape, which again, very human centric, you know, a head, two arms, two legs, a torso. But giants aren't humanoids. They're giants. Would the tiefling be one then? Trolls are giants and they have head, two arms, two legs.
1: What about someone that has a tail? Or as a cat. Tieflings are still considered humanoids. What Tabaxi's
0: are still humanoids. They're cats. Yeah. They're not humanoids, they're cats. So what, you think they should be Beastoids Or beasts, I guess?
1: But then would they be mad because they'd be labeled as something different than a human? I humanoid? think that they should
0: be labeled beasts personally, but... I don't know. And then we could use Speak With Animals on them so we could finally <laughs> understand what they're saying. <laughs> Welcome to the No Int Here, the podcast with Stephen.
1: And Chris. Uh-huh the guy that doesn't matter.
0: How are you doing, Chris?
1: I am fantastic.
0: Sounds like you have a such a
1: I'm a fucking exhausted dude. I was I was out last night. Yes, you were out
0: have. at a concert partying with the, the uh,
1: people with every freshman in the Butler University class it felt like. Yeah, No not nothing like that to make you feel old. I mean, the the, the it wasn't even a hipster crowd because none of the boy, none of the men there could grow beards because they couldn't they don't have facial hair yet. Anyways, mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, you took a nap last night?
0: <laughs> I took a couple uh, naps last night. I was waiting for my computer to restart a million times, uh, but it didn't work. So, uh, you want something else that'll make you feel old, Chris?
1: Not really, but go for it. Uh,
0: Well, the second edition of Advanced Dungeons & Dragons was released in 1987. Now, was it 2E or 1E that you played? 1E. Okay, that's right, because 1E was released in 1977.
1: Yes, we started with that.
0: Yes. And when we, did you start? Like what year?
1: I would probably say 1980, 1981.
0: Oh, well.
1: That's why I have a couple of supplement
0: books. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And they're in really good condition. So if like my wife loses her job and I need to start selling stuff, I looked online. The there was a it was like the limited edition of one of the new books. It was like eight hundred dollars. Basically for the art. On the cover. And I got to admit, it was pretty good. I can't remember
0: what book it is. But then I started looking. Some of these old... Are you sure it wasn't the multiple monsters on the Monster Manual cover? No, no. (laughs) That looks like someone took a crayon and was drawing that. I know. It's like
1: they got one of their kids came in. But uh, some of the old modules I have,
0: some of them are beat up. Some of the old ones... People pay like $100, over $100 for Well, it. I went to a used bookstore and there was uh, U3, The Final Enemy, uh, the one with the Sahagan that was re released in Ghost of Saltmarsh. The one I have. Yeah. And yeah. it was like 50 or 70 bucks yeah. just for that one module. And it was like, it, it was in fine condition. It was a little beat up, a couple of bent pages. And it's just like, ugh. <laughs> That's not going to happen. So
1: you had a question for me, Chris, right? I do have a question for you, and it mm. ties into our topic today. The last few ua releases have been classes uh i think the one the one that wasn't there was a survey and then there was of ships and sea
0: of ships and sea and then they also did sidekicks sidekicks right uh that's not a class no subclass. but i thought that was more of like a it was it wasn't very i don't know it was like it was it had attracted a lot of attention and then the attention it attracted wasn't very good for it yeah like no one really seemed to care about it
1: what would you like to see that is a non-class or subclass for the next UA? Uh,
0: well actually I'm looking to back subject at the matter. stuff. Uh there was so they just released the sorcerer and warlock. They just did the monk and the barbarian. Uh they did the artificer Vicer. which is the new class. Yep. They did sidekicks. Ships of ships sea. And seas, then there's a whole bunch of artificers. of Eberron they did. They did a giant soul sorcerer. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was a year ago. Uh yeah uh I don't know. What's I'm, a subject they haven't
1: covered that you think would be neat to do as a UA? I,
0: I think I don't know. I'm. I would really like them to revisit the Mystic. I don't think they're going to. I would really like a true Psionics class, which we'll talk about in a, a little I bit said, later. And I the, said non-class or subclass, but I agree with you 100. Uh, percent Well, sci- fine. Psionic spellcasting is that yes. better? Excellent. <laughs> um,
1: I love Psionics.
0: I, I guess I would like. I don't know. I. Maybe new travel rules, ex- uh, re-exploring the exploration pillar. See what I did there? Um, hmm. I don't know. They're, at this point, I would really just like them to get out like Planescape or Spelljammers or so, something interesting like that. I don't know if they would do that as UA rules. I mean, they did that for Eberron as a quote-unquote UA that you had to pay for. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Which but, was a bit of a shit but show it's, last year, but
0: playtest material. It was kind of weird. I don't know. Um, their, their release of Eberron last year was weird yeah. and confusing mess. And then them just announcing it out of the blue this year was weird, but I, I guess it's no longer playtest material, which is nice though. That's kind of weird because they were like, yeah, wayfinders guide to Eberron. That's going to be our Eberron book. And then they're like, nah, we lied. This is actually, it's going to be the rise of the last war, or some shit like that. This will be our Eberron book. And basically I think rise of the last war. I don't remember if that's the title of it, but, uh, that's going to be taking like all the Wayfinder's Guide stuff and throwing it into that book plus some more information and then like a level one adventure in Sharn. So we'll see how that goes. That's in November, I think, when that's released. Yep. But, uh, ooh, speaking of releases, the Sit Into Avernus next week yes exciting uh so the week following it so the next time that we have our regularly scheduled mm-hmm. podcast we will uh be reviewing descent into avernus it's probably going to be a long thing like ghost of salt marshes but i hope we can get down into it and uh and let you know if it's worth buying or not that
1: timing me. actually works perfect for me because i will literally have nothing better to do next week so that's awesome i'm pretty excited about that by the way you'll need to go pick it up for me <laughs> since yes i won't be able to
0: i will be excited <laughs> to pick it up uh and uh put a sharpie on the inside of it like, do you you something s- like no sign it for me so when you're oh, famous I'll sign it. yes yes i'll sign the book that, <laughs> that had nothing to do with
1: i was and the reason i asked the question was because it's something i'm thinking about doing for homebrew and i was looking on our homebrewed hoard that's available for our uh, patreon members feats now you just had there was one feat you had started a file and i i think that Feats are something I'd like to see a little bit more. No, I get it. Every time they release a book, they throw some more feats out. Um, well, that's not true necessarily.
0: Uh, Bolo's didn't have any.
1: Right. No, it's just, the, you know, it's basically kind
0: didn't have any.
1: So it was just basically. Just, just the Antibiotics Antibiotics and, Antibiotics and players. Antibiotics. 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 Yeah, so I'm wrong. So basically those two books. <laughs> uh, not, not basically, those two books. Uh, I'd yeah. like, and I'd like to see something. I'd like to come up with some different feats. I mean, I have some ideas in my head, but. I
0: think that they could throw in a couple of feats based off of adventures that would be kind of fun Mm -hmm. and flavorful um but they might also go the way of the tavern brawler where no one gives a shit about it
1: well right they gotta kind of think it through think it through like the artificer who gets a fucking turret instead of the barbarian who gets to give low random yeah gets to give magic back to magic to spell casters don't do that
0: Today we were talking about the new UA that was released uh, about a week ago. They seem to be churning these out, which is cool if they're getting excited. I guess this might be in preparation for May. They have a lot of stuff that they want to showcase for May. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be a new... um Player's Handbook Uh, 2. Well, maybe players... (laughs) I don't think it'll be a Player's Handbook 2. I mean, if they're going to do something like that, then they would have released another monster manual by now. It's probably going to be something in the same vein as Xanathar's, though, where it has a bunch of new class features uh, and uh, uh, anything else that's on the desk of some other designer, and they just throw it in there and hope it fits. But wouldn't you
1: say Xanathar's is basically a mini Player's Handbook 2 and a mini DMG? I mean, they just...
0: Xanathar's is... A weird book. Xanathar's feels like they just slapped a couple of things together. Like, they had some player classes. They had a couple of new spells that they also stole from, like, Elemental Evils and stuff. And we're like, well, we need something to fill this out. Let's just... What do you got on your deck? All right, cool. Let's shove it in there. We want to get more money for our hardcover. Come on, guys. Here's (laughs) 20 pages of names. Which, I appreciate (laughs) the names. I've used it a couple of times. But again, there's also, like, a random name generator I could just use. Exactly. I mean, it's just... I know a couple of people really like Xanathars, but it's to me it just feels like a slip-shap, of slipshap slip slap. It just feels stick. like a huge mess of stuff they just like yeah. vomited into a book, and we're like, "eh, players will buy it probably."
1: And we did, but yeah, that you know I always call it the money grab, and you know I'm glad to see they're carrying on to the traditions yeah. from. First edition, all the way to now. You,
0: I I get it. Uh, At least Volos felt a little bit more uh, focused. Mordekainen lacks a bit of focus, where it's just like random chapters: one on the Blood War, one on gnomes, one on elves.
1: There's no continuity to anything in the book. It's like a bunch of
0: high level monsters, and I like high level monsters, so I do use Mordekainen. But I never use like those first couple of chapters because I don't. Yeah, there's no point for me. I just, I just like that. I just. I think this is just me saying I want a second monster manual, Chris. I get that. You know, when Pathfinder 2E released, they were like, "Yeah, within like 6 months we're going to have like 700 800 monsters." And I was like, ah. Uh.
1: I don't want to convert those many <laughs> that many monsters to d d <laughs> Well, I
0: was actually thinking, "I wonder if I could convince my rest of my table to go with
1: Pathfinder." <laughs> I'm willing to give it a shot. I've read the I've read a bunch of uh that they're Second edition book. It's interesting.
0: Uh, All right. Well, I think we
1: <laughs> digressed enough again. Yeah. So interestingly, <laughs> that didn't where, really work out that well. Well, you're talking about how they have started to release more uh, UA on the schedule that they have originally said they would every month.
0: Maybe they listen
1: to you on one of our last podcasts where you're complaining well, is, about it.
0: Eh, maybe. They better. I mean, yeah. if you aren't listening to this podcast, I don't. what else are you doing with your time?
1: <laughs> They're sitting at their desk making random crap so they can shove it in a book.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> Why aren't you listening to a non-actual play D&D podcast?
1: And we're R-rated. I mean, how many R-rated non-actual play podcasts are there out there? I
0: think there? it's more like PG-13, Chris. Fuck that. No, it's not. They don't know if there's nudity. <laughs> I <laughs> Any can't case. believe you brought that up, Chris. <laughs> now I feel like I have to put on pants. Sorcerer Aberrant Mind. Yes, the Sorcerer's Origin... Or... Org- origin... The Ori. Can I've been you... watching a lot of Stargate and like one of the final enemies is the Ori or the Origins or Origin. So I'm I'm having issues. with Just drink it. some water. <laughs> so this is basically an alien influences wrapped its tendrils around you. Um, so basically you fell in love with a Mind flare or an Aboleth type creature, Do I you... guess.
1: Yeah. Do I need to start my rant on tentacles and tendrils yet? Or you can go ahead and start. Uh, what the fuck? How much anime porn have they been watching?
0: Well, I think it's, it's, I think a better description of this would be like a far realm sorcerer's bloodline. So you get your magic from some sort of otherworldly being from the far realm. So like Elder Evils type thing where right? mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, everything that Lovecraft ever did had weird tentacles on it. So obviously you have to have tentacles and tendrils and tubular appendages and stuff. So it's just,
1: gross i hate it i'm like it's disturbing
0: well change it to fingers you know they wrap their fingers around her
1: warping you in both body and mind if this is a psionic class i don't know origin then make it mental abilities use some fancy word not fucking black tendrils
0: well it's either the far realm that they got influence from or the nightmares of the marianas trench here on earth that they grab stuff from with like giant squid and stuff oh no, boy we'll get into that on uh, the warlock so That's, yeah so their first level ability that they get is called invasive thoughts basically you just get a telepathic link with one creature within 30 feet of you and you can speak to the target through the link and um yep yeah, uh you, you it's sh- just like a ribbon ability for you can talk to people. I, uh, like the great old ones, they get a telepathic ability as well. Though it's not like a telepathic link; you can just talk into other people's heads. They can't
1: really respond. Do you want to go back to what I was going to talk to before? Before we get into this, or do you want to do it at the end? Because I have an issue with unique disturbance.
0: Go for it. So, <laughs> for the first level exactly. ability, they also have flavor text. Go on, Chris.
1: You don't find this annoying at all. I get it. It's flavor. You didn't even read it because you're reading it now. It was in the gray box. You're like, I don't need to read this. I'm a DM. This,
0: it's what? It's, you know, as a DM, this is not what you need. It's just role-playing potential.
1: I know, but the first thing I thought of after I read this was it is going to cause you to pull what little hair left you have out of your head because this is going to now create more players that are creating five-page backgrounds on How this happened, what happens to them, are they covered in slime,
0: slimy tentacles when this happens? You You don't have to have a five-page background just because you have a weird sorceress origin. I know I I was abducted by by mind flayers. They fucked with my mind. I got better. Here we are. Doom. Done. One paragraph. Boom. You know players. How many are going to do that? How How many many people are going to write a five-page background as to how they got fucked up by mind flayers?
1: Yes, I actually do. I, I honestly do.
0: I don't even get five-page backgrounds from the most, like, enthused about their character All right,
1: how about one to two pages of backstory? I don't
0: think so. Really? Those people, if, if you are inclined really? to write multi-page backstories, you're going to write it about no matter what character you come up with. You don't need a specific subclass. A specific subclass is not going to cause you to write a multi-page background.
1: This just gives them an excuse to do it, in my opinion. You know me, I'm- It's not I'm a, an
0: excuse you a human fighter could have a multi-page two background. Off, two people off the top of my head that would do this. I think you're complaining about nothing, Chris. I think you're That's wrong. That's not a this has nothing to do with the subclass and more to do with the player. Fine. I think the subclass gives
1: them the There's a word I'm looking for and I can't think. it gives them the an opening to be able just to really get into it, and just write forever. You're the DM. you don't think it has anything to do with a
0: subclass. A fighter, a human, you know, as you always like to bash on them, a vanilla human fighter could just have as long of a backstory as anyone else does. It depends on the player and whether they like writing a whole novel for their character.
1: Then I think that this class will be played by that type of character, and I
0: think you'll get a lot of background. My opinion... don't think that has anything to do with us reviewing the class, Chris. You know, I'd hit you if this was... Like, people could actually see it. Uh-huh. Whatever. I just... I think you're complaining about players and not characters. Not
1: compl- I'm saying it gives them a legitimate opening to be able to do such a thing.
0: Okay. Okay? As so opposed st- to st- anything st- else? St- doesn't give them a legitimate... Yes, but they can get incredibly creative with this versus... You can get incredibly creative with a human fighter. <laughs> you could be part of an army that was marching against some rebel bases... Can you ever just agree with me? No, because I think (laughs) you're being ridiculous. Uh, So next up is uh, psionic spells. Can't wait to get Uh, all my rant for talking about invasive thoughts.
1: Great, I have a telepathic link to you. No, no, no. The problem
0: is, (laughs) I mean, it's not really a problem. There's no saving throw. So in my mind, if I'm playing this, I just link up with the big bad evil guy and I just start screaming into his mind, flavorfully.
1: No, I wouldn't even (laughs) scream. I'd just go, I know what you're thinking. Meow,
0: meow, 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 meow. If that
1: doesn't drive someone insane, then... Yeah, mm. I mean,
0: you could do a variety of annoying things. And
1: anybody speaks that language.
0: Yes, exactly. I think it's just kind of fun that there's no um, saving throw.
1: The thing I thought about that actually is kind of a good thing with Invasive Thoughts is now you have an excuse. You're not metagaming. Your players are sitting at the table and the, you know, one of the players is just like, you're like, um, I think that's the end of my turn. And someone else is going, use the dodge action. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to use the dodge action. Um, now you can be like, yeah, uh, he didn't tell me, he didn't say that to me on a table. I had to, I had a mental link to him. So he told me, not anything big. Yeah. Just figured I'd throw that out there.
0: Sure. That you can be like, Hey, <laughs> hey, dodge. <laughs> sure. dodge. Why not? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't yep. seem like nope. out of place in combat at all. Yeah, sure. But it but now No, just stand there. Don't dodge. <laughs> just stand there. Yeah. Don't die.
1: Uh that's okay. all I thought of. Okay. okay, again, something else you argue with
0: me about that you... I mean, you want to get in an argument about meta metagaming, I am more than happy no. to talk Please about no. how people are ridiculous when it comes to metagaming. No, I'm just saying Okay. Alright. Can we go on Psionic to the Psionic spells. Okay. Psionic spells. This is kinda cool. Um though it's, it's just an uh, an extended spell list for the Sorcerer, which can be argued that Sorcerers were sorely lacking. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, they've done this in the past with uh, uh, Sorcerer subclasses in UA, and then they got rid of the expanded spell list in the books. Like, Xanathar's has a couple of... Where they did have an expanded spell list, and then they just cut it out. So I don't think it's going to stick if okay. they keep with this. And, I mean, the spells that they list here... They provide a little bit of utility, uh, but it's also a little bit of power creep, which we're mm-hmm. going to see a lot in this UA, yep. is bits of power creep. And I mean, it's UA, that's, that's to be expected. The The problem though is the sorcerer, as it is written, does not have a whole lot of utility and they're very limited on their spells because they can only know a certain amount of spells. Yep. So while they might want to learn how they can create or destroy water... They really need to take another spell that's going to help out the party more or help them in combat more because sorcerers are really just good at dealing damage as opposed to being useful outside of combat. Uh, yeah, I which agree. I, I, I say that kind of dismissively, but I mean, you, you can have a couple of, uh, social spells, but you're, you're more going to be focused on combat. Yeah.
1: Primarily yeah. that is a role that the sorcerer should fill. Doesn't always have to be that way, but no. most of the time, that's the rule that they fill.
0: They're very good strikers or glass cannons or whatnot, but yep. they're they're not so good outside of combat, just because be due to the limit of their spells, they're kind of stuck having to grab good spells as opposed to fun spells. Well, the, And I don't think it's going to stick.
1: Some of these are good spells, yep. quite honestly.
0: I, I think if they do keep the psionic spell list in here... Whenever they release it, they need to go through the other, uh, classes and get, and just errata or add into that new book. Like, Hey, sorcerers also get this expanded spell list. And I it might be a little confusing for some people, but I think it'd be important and a good step in giving sorcerers a little bit more versatility. I know that kind of starts stepping on wizards and stuff, but I, with wizards having the vast amount of spells I have, I think it, 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 it wouldn't be that big of a deal. I wish- also, it's not psionics.
1: Yeah, it, the, there's only, the only, the, what, uh, Whispers is 3d6 psychic damage. It's like they wanted to give them this broad range of different type of damage. I mean, there's Necrotic, Psychic, Cold, or Acid for the 5th level Hunger Spell. 7th level, they get Bludgeoning damage. It's like, okay, we just want to make sure that you have a variety of things. Psionics should be Psychic damage, in my opinion.
0: Uh, sci- I, the entire thing... Uh... Next ability? Well, warped. wait. <laughs> yeah. I, I I, have plans to complain about psionics quite a bit. So, Okay, I'll hold. We're just going we'll, to keep moving because uh, we're already half right. an hour in and we've well, really yeah, touched you, on yeah, yeah,
1: You'll end up cutting most of it my rants. Uh, Warped being.
0: Yes, warped being. This is another first level ability. So the first one's a ribbon. The next one was something they're going to cut once it gets to an official book. <laughs> and this is all you got. And all it is is just a reflavored dragon resilience from the dragon... Bloodline, Sorcerer, 13 plus your deck. And then you get to flavor it as Slime, Tough Hide, Scales, ooh, might be a Dragon, uh, or an Invisible Psionic Barrier.
1: What if you're already a, a Dragon, then you'd go with a Slime?
0: I guess. Okay. I don't know.
1: I'm sure people come up with some weird-ass shit.
0: My, my Scales exude. No, no, it, it, you're a Dragonborn, but now you just have thicker Scales. I'm covered in Vaseline. Yeah, I don't know. It's... <laughs> It's like they didn't try.
1: Every fo- every fourteen and fifteen year old boy is gonna want to be covered in lube. Sorry. Yeah, this seems like a a, a, a uh, fuck. We need one more. We'll throw that in.
0: <sighs> I know sorcerers are squishy, but I think you can give them something better than some other sorcerer's ability. Like that, just it it feels lazy. It comes off as lazy, at least.
1: Yeah, I mean your AC is gonna you know for the, this is gonna average out to what you think an AC
0: of fifteen probably 15 16 at the high end yeah so it's meh yeah and yeah never mind uh uh the next page um they talk about how ac calculations don't stack and like i was reading through things and people were surprised that ac calculations don't stack like that has ever been a thing in 5e where they do stack it's kind of weird that people still think AC calculations don't stack when the PHP specifically mentions that, but people also don't read. So reading comprehension <laughs> isn't great. Uh, and then there's like another thing in here where it talks about how temp HP doesn't stack and people are also surprised about that. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's how it's always been because there is no max temp HP. You cannot stack temp HP or else everyone would have like five million temp HP. Like that'd be awesome and whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm not tired. <laughs> uh, the next one is uh, they get their next ability at 6th level, which is the Psionic Sorcery. Beginning at 6th level, any of the Psionic spells that you get from the expanded uh, spell slot things, you can now cast as, uh, You can cast using your sorcery points instead, and it requires no components when you do so. So that means no vocal, somatic, or material components. I know there's a bit of confusion about that, but... Yeah, so it, it, it's like, you're using your mind to cast the spells. Ooh! <laughs> which is fucking it's about psionics. It's flavorfully psionic as you can get, but that's about as disappointing as you can get as well. Like, that yeah. is the opposite of... It's still magical spells that you have to expend spell slots for. It's just, you're doing it through sorcery points, which you burn spell slots to turn into sorcery points, so... Bleh. Yeah, I... I, it's fine. It it does provide them with a couple of extra first, second, or third level spells, or fourth or fifth level at higher levels. So it does give them a little bit more, uh, uh power. But at, yeah, I mean, then they can't use their metamagic options. So right. it's fine. Uh, and then they get another sixth level ability, which I think they're the only sorcerer class that has two sixth level abilities.
1: Yeah, because they're both yeah. weak as fuck. Eh.
0: I mean, resistance to psychic damage. While there isn't a lot of psychic damage out there, it is a very, oh, that's his six level ability is you gain advantage, uh, advantage on saving throws against being charmed or frightened, and you have resistance to psychic damage. Advantage on saving throws against being charmed or frightened, that's like an entire paladin ability in, at Great. one level. So that's strong. There's a, like, dragons all have, like, fearful presence. There's a bunch of different things that, um, that can work against you being charmed or frightened. So that's nice. Um, but you also get resistance to psychic damage, which is, Good, strong. I get it. You're a psionic master. You can't be psychic. I don't know. I just feel
1: like six levels too low to give them immunity to psychic damage. But re- that resistance seems too weak to me, and I feel like then they just said half damage. I get that, uh, but it's weak okay. at six levels. I don't know. I mean, it seems like they what they it, to me. It feels this one in particular. Kind of six level. Six level to me, it's the six level abilities are like, great. Meh. They're nothing...
0: I mean, there's some classes where you have to wait until like 11 or 12 to get resistance to a damage type. No. It, it, in,
1: at 6th level, they give them They're defense... They're not going to out of the unities. No. They give them more defensive capabilities, mm-hmm. which they need, which I get. But it's just... I, I guess it goes back to what we were saying about sorcerers. I picture sorcerers as the... Spell casting class that is there just doing damage okay uh and you know this gives them things they need, but it's like oh, you know all the offensive stuff was great, and now I'm eh. well, so uh,
0: that's it's, that's it's, any sorcerer where yeah. they're uh they're like their features are less exciting than other classes, but that's because they get all those powerful spells mm-hmm and
1: and I love the powerful spells, I guess. You can that's look at
0: anything, and, you know, if, if you have more spells, and you're going to have less exciting class features. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have more exciting class features, you're going to have less powerful spells. I mean, look at Paladins. They yeah. they don't get super high-level spells. They only get up to level 5 once but they get you get, get the smite strong. things. I love yeah. smite and shit. And that's a really good class ability, so there's always going to be that trade-off. Sorcery,
1: I, I get it. Sorcery gives you, I, I guess I'm in a way I'm wrong, because if you look at, depending on how you look at psionic sorcery, it gives you the ability to have the opportunity to cast one or two more nice powerful spells, depending on what level you're on, when you couldn't before, depending on how you've managed, you know, your slots and your points. So that could be very beneficial from an offensive standpoint. I can see that.
0: All right, moving on. Fourteenth uh, uh, level, they get Revelation and Flesh. That's the that name's disturbs me (laughs) uh basically you can spend a sorcery point or more to magically transform your body for one minute each sorcery point that you spend gives you a different benefit um you can get a swim speed you can get a flying speed you can uh your body along with anything you're wearing or carrying becomes slimy and pliable you basically become like a big octopus you turn and you cover your body with lube yeah uh and then the last one is you can turn your uh you can you are aware of any hidden or invisible creatures within 60 feet of you. you so, with
1: tendrils. All With four fucking tendrils. Are
0: very utility focused. Yep. They're kind of fun. Um, no, I mean, you know, swim uh,
1: swimming's good not, depending on the where you are in a campaign. Yeah. Every player wants to fly. Everybody wants to fly.
0: Yeah, except we only last a minute, whereas the draconic ability is you just sprout wings. Yeah, and, and it's fly. Infinite. Um
1: Let me ask you a question. For the last one, uh, you know, aware of the location of hidden or invisible creatures within 60 feet of you. Yeah. Isn't that a, I guess not. It seems like, uh, okay, maybe it seems like you're going to take a race. You get dark vision. A lot of, you know, unless you play a human like I seem to do. Uh, It's like, uh, we're not going to give you true sight, but we'll give you the watered down version. We assume you've got some other stuff. I mean, am I, I think I'm wrong in thinking that, but.
0: Well, Seeing invisible creatures and hidden creatures. I mean, there's seeing invisibility, which is a spell, so you can Mm -hmm. see invisible creatures. Um, But True Sight allows you to see into into the ephemeral plane. So if someone is ethereal near you, then you would be able to see them. Though this specifies any hidden or invisible creatures, one might make the argument that if they're on the ethereal plane, they're hidden from you. (laughs) That's a good argument. Um, Instead of behind a rock. (laughs) But I would specify, fuck you, no. (laughs) Um, Good answer. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, it's like a stripped down true sight. I think I would have given them true sight just because it's like weirdly like, yeah, yeah, you can see all invisible or hidden creatures, even the one hiding behind the cloud over there. But no, you can't see into the ethereal plane because, because.
1: Yeah, and that's where I I,
0: I don't feel like there's a reason not to, except for because I guess true sight's a high level spell. Yeah, but I mean, and you it, can get it for one sorcery point for a minute. That's
1: true, but it's a minute. It is 14th level. I don't know. That's, and I guess that was my point. Why not just give them true sight? I mean, is it that powerful that they wouldn't give that to them? I don't know. That's why I asked you. Um, is it so at 14th level, once one sorcery point is not a lot.
0: No, because they have 14 sorcery
1: right. points. Right. So situationally, like you said before, this is great yeah i mean i i i I like it you know Uh, especially since i almost drowned the other day (laughs) in one of our campaigns uh so
0: yeah and they recharge on a short long rest i didn't remember i yeah it would obviously yeah but one
1: spell point is is really great that i mean that's fantastic only having to spell uh burn one for these abilities
0: yeah, and, I mean, it only lasts for a minute, so uh, you're going to have to keep burning sorcery points if you have to swim for a while or if you have to fly for a while or anything. So, I mean, it's it has a bit of a cost associated mm-hmm. with it. Um. Well, I, I guess I picture most people using this
1: in a combat situation. You know, swimming maybe not so much, but flying, being able to squeeze through stuff and, you know, seeing invisible creatures, to me that's, okay, you know, the creature you fought went invisible. Oh, well, I'm going to burn a spell point And hey, guys, he's right there. Mm. Uh, or I need to, you know, I need to squeeze through or I'm being grappled or, and it's six, you know, it's a minute. It's one, it's one point. And I mean, that's 10 rounds. If a fight's going 10 rounds, the DM needs to look at exactly what he was doing with that combat. Uh, so I like it. I think it, it, like you said, very situational, but. I think it can be used in a lot of ways to help you out of a lot of jams in combat.
0: Uh, Actually, I was just rereading True Sight. It allows you to see in normal magical darkness, see invisible creatures and objects, automatically detect visual illusions, and succeed on saving throws against them, and perse- perceive the original form of a shape changer or creature that is transformed by magic. Furthermore, the monster can see into the ethereal plane with the same range. So um, this is limiting it to only creatures... Hidden or invisible. You don't actually have to... It doesn't specify that you see them. So you can ignore magical darkness when it comes to that stuff. Because if you are in darkness, then those creatures are, quote-unquote, hidden Mm -hmm. from you. Right. So you can still sense them. So that's kind of fun. Cheese. Now they can't see you, so you douse yourself in magical darkness you stand there blasting away with your spells laughing giggling to yourself uncontrollably
1: i don't want to talk about magical darkness. i know you hate how i feel about that
0: but um (laughs) so uh that's interesting how it's written there um versus what true sight is and again you don't see into the ethereal plane i might have just tacked on you can see into the ethereal plane i mean true sight allows you to also see magical objects so and true sight still has some bonuses with it uh so when you cast the six level true seeing spell which gives you true sight um it could be actually sorcerers get true seeing so maybe that's why uh, it, it did that
1: this is just me mm. but for some reason my brain with psionics goes to being able to see in the ethereal plane your mind is so open that you can see into another plane that's not and- according
0: to the rules chris I know, but that—that's
1: <laughs> just how my my brain interpreted it. Yeah. Then I, again, I've had eight concussions,
0: so. Well, I I like the fourteenth level abilities as I think it gives a bit more utility to the sorcerer who is lacking a good bit of utility. Mm-hmm. Though I do find it weird that they specify that when you gain a flying speed, your sin your skin glistens with mucus, like.
1: You find this out of all the
0: other ones that well, you've no, been because they specifically say your skin glistens with mucus. It says saying you know like you, you grow wings, yeah, like you grow wings, or maybe the like psionically you fly through the sky, or maybe your skin becomes like grows with mucus. No, this one like they specify your skin glistens with mucus. Like there is no substitutions. You have to accept your skin glistens, and it. And it makes me laugh because everything else is like maybe you become pliable, <laughs> maybe you get a psionic barrier around your skin, maybe you coat yourself in mucus. May- no, 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 you are mucused up, buddy. And you better <laughs> like it because you're glistening. It just it just seems weird because everything else gives you like flavor options, whereas this is like you have to be mucusy and you have to glisten. It's, it's just a weird kind of turn of phrase for them, and and it just. It struck me as odd, not because I have anything wrong, or I, I think there's anything wrong listening with mucus to all of our mucusoids out there. I just think it's weird that they are specifically saying you have to glisten with mucus.
1: Okay, so two
0: things? That's all.
1: If I had said that. You would have just fucking yeah. yelled at me, and two, I don't know where to go not with have that. Yelled at you. I don't know where to go with that. So I would let's not move have on. yelled
0: at you. <laughs> I am yelling at Watsy because they wrote it, and it just seems like they they didn't mean to like specify you have to glisten with mucus, but like the way they wrote it comes across as you have to glisten with mucus.
1: I'd like to move on.
0: <laughs> okay, the last thing they get is at 18th level, they get warp reality. You become the focal point of a reality warping anomaly. Uh, as an action, you can magically radiate a transparent twenty-foot radius aura for one minute. Uh, this might take the form of a sphere of rippling psychic energy, a fluctuating amoebic gel, an extrusion of ephemeral parasites, or some other manifestation. But remember, it's transparent, kids, so no one can see it, so it doesn't fucking matter.
1: It's a it's a psychic fireball. No, it's just it's stupid. I'm I know. sorry.
0: Just reading through, it's like transparent. It might take the shape of all of these non-transparent things. But it's transparent, so, so you, you can't, can't see it, see it anyway.
1: Yeah, but I assume they meant to it. say
0: like translucent, maybe. Uh, I don't know,
1: or a transparent <laughs> rippling sphere of psychic just, energy, or a visual.
0: Thing. It's just it made me laugh. That's yeah, all. That was, I, I I know that they said transparent, so then people aren't like, do I have cover? Do I get covered? Yeah. am I hiding behind it? Do I get covered? But. It just made me laugh. Yeah, so other creatures have to treat the, uh, the aura as difficult terrain, and when they start the turn in it, they take 2d10 psychic damage, and you can decide who is affected or unaffected mm-hmm. by the aura. Unfortunately, it is restricted to creatures you can see when you activate this. So if your buddy's around the corner and you can't see him, and you activate this, he's going to get fucked. Right. Which I have done to my players several times, and they're like, no, it's any creatures I can... See. see, it see it, it's uh, like his back foot may be sticking out <laughs> from around the corner how big is his ass
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy so uh, continue
0: yes and then as a bonus action you can end the aura completely and when you do so you and any number of creatures you choose within the aura are teleported to a location you can uh you can see within one mile uh and you guys all appear within 20 feet and any unwilling creatures must succeed on a crazy charisma saving throw against your spell save DC. And they are not teleported.
1: Did you mention that the aura was difficult terrain? I'm yes. Okay, yeah. Cool. It's,
0: it's difficult terrain for other creatures. So that, you know, they're trying to run out right. and they can't and they keep getting fucked.
1: All right. So I, I don't know.
0: Uh, it's fine. Um, it's a good area of effect damage thing that doesn't require concentration. So you can just keep doing psychic damage
1: um does 2t does for a sorry for an 18th level ability does 2d 10 seem weak to you or because because it can affect
0: on any number of creatures so if there's like 20 creatures there you're going to be doing 40 d10 cumulatively
1: right so it's and that on top of difficult terrain
0: automatic damage there's no save against it. you just automatically take damage so i i think it's fine the way it's written 2d 10 seems about right Okay.
1: Cause yeah, I mean, if you're in difficult terrain, if you're the sorcerer and there's a guy in front of you hitting you, he may, he may just stay there hitting yep. you, but you can move away and it's, he's like, I'm coming to get coming. you. <laughs> Don't so, leave me. and he's just, you're right. He's just going to keep taking the damage. And if yep. they try and run away and they're right next to you, it's going to take them at least two rounds to get out.
0: Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they can only move, you know, uh, if they have 30 foot movements, speed, they're going to get to 20 feet away from you, but they're still in that. So then yep. they either have to dash and not get their action, or they have to use their action and get hit the next turn. Yep. And then if you move away from them, uh, if you keep them within the ore, then they will be able to get up to you. But if you take them out of the ore, they weren't, they aren't going to take that damage at the start of your turn, or at the start of their turn, but then they have to dash to get to you, so then they're not getting their action against you. So that right. 20 foot ore is pretty important for, uh, land-based movements okay. for other creatures and trying to make sure you don't get fucked. Um, and, or you can choose to give them damage. So it's it's kind of a toss-up there.
1: Last thing on this one would be a uh, bonus action teleport within one mile of you that, that you, you can, can see? Yes. Are you on a mountain peak?
0: Well, I think that's, I, it gives you a little bit of movement when you're outside, which is cool. But it also makes sure people can't cheese like boss fights where you're just like, and we're going to go elsewhere and take the boss with us. <laughs> uh, because you can't see outside through walls. True. Unless there's like a, <laughs> do I see a big window in a picturesque valley? uh Like a little small hill, just maybe a mile outside, Mr. <laughs> GM? Like a nice big window, Maybe. Yep, please. please. But, I mean, technically, uh, it's a place that you can see. So you could stack this with, like, uh, a familiar. who can fly out within a 100 feet. You can look oh, through their yeah. eyes and teleport that way. Or um, you could potentially use scrying. So you could have, like, a set area that you want to scry, because mm-hmm. you can scry locations. Or maybe even Arcane Eye. Arcane Eye doesn't specify that you see it. You're just given mental imagery. So that, that might be a more of a DM basis, but I mean, there are ways that you could still get around that restriction of seeing.
1: <laughs> the the, uh, the thing I have in my notes was about this, which teleport, I like it, you know, things are going south real fast. And let's say you're in the forest, you can boop, oh, at least far enough away to run. My notes are basically like, when have players ever run?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we're I-
1: idiots. So, but I do like it. I mean, could you, would you say that, let's say it's going bad,
0: mm-hmm.
1: could you, it's a bonus action, but yeah. say, all right, I'm the sorcerer.
0: Hi, sorcerer. You're, I know that's not true, because you'd never play a full no. spellcaster. I did,
1: I did the the first, I, my first character getting back was a sorcerer at the UA, where we met. That was a warlock. Okay, I've never played a sorcerer. <laughs> um, you can see how much my first session with Steven uh, really uh, stuck with me.
0: You did nothing. Nah, no, and you. I didn't fucking know any of the 5e rules. I just walked in. Eldric uh, Blast. Ooh, I know. That's Dude. all I did. No, then you summoned, uh, was it Hunger of Hadar? So you summoned like a huge thing of black darkness and you're like, well, this will start my true love affair with darkness yeah. and not being able to see anything.
1: I don't remember that. I burned it out of my brain. <laughs> uh, so I'm the sorcerer. Okay. You're the fighter. All right. You are. Standing right in front of someone, whacking away. Yeah. It's my turn. Yeah. Your turn's next. Okay. It seems this is a waste of it. I, I get that. But let's say we know we just need to start wailing away on it. I could just teleport myself beh- directly behind him to give you flanking? Technically?
0: Yeah. Technically? yeah I mean, it's a it's waste a of- play it's place you can see within one mile of you. Yeah. It's a
1: waste of, you know, the, the teleport, in my opinion. You but, know,
0: Misty Sup's a lot cheaper.
1: I know. But I'm just, I just wanted to make sure yes, I understood you everything a, you could do.
0: Within one mile that you can see. Perfect. Okay. Uh, so long as your fighter is within one mile that you can see, yes, you can
1: do that. <laughs> At that point, I'm just like, oh, you're fucked.
0: Bye. <laughs> Where's my spyglass? <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, cool. I just wanted to make sure that I had everything covered on that. Yes. Moving on to the warlock.
0: Well, first, I guess. Okay, we to the warlock, let's back up. What do you think of the sorcerer and would you ever play it? No.
1: Anymore. No. That's Be, what you think of it. Got it. I think it's fucking horrible for a sorcerer a sorcerer is a great class don't get me wrong this is bullshit make a fucking psionics class finally stop being lazy you motherfuckers and just make the class
0: you're really trying to win that explicit tag for this episode
1: hell yes i am this annoys me they always nibble at psionics it seems like they're you want to put out a new player's handbook you're going to put out a new book this is the class you need to make this is the class that's fucking missing from the game right now. I'm done.
0: Well, uh, despite your angry rants, Chris, uh, yes, I agree. This is like uh, they're trying to be psionic without really trying to develop a system for psionics. And I think it's it's incredibly disappointing if you want to play a psionic class and it's like, well, this is what you got. And it's like, that's not even psionics. It's just meh.
1: So we agree just it's, we're using different language.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So it's like if psionics is fruit juice this subclass is the LaCroix of fruit juices. And I like LaCroix, but it does taste like the effervescent taste of fruit juice. No, this it, this isn't even that. This is It's like a passing waif of uh fruit. This is water. <laughs> yeah. It's plain fucking water from the hose. Yeah. I think that this is really just a far realm subclass and not a psionic subclass. Like they want people to think it is. It touches very little on psionics. And then what psionics it does give is flavor psionics and no mechanical psionics. Uh, and really like the one psionic thing that they have, which is the psionic sorcery where you can cast a psionic spell, psionic spell, uh With no components required is just a better subtle spell, metamagic that sorcerers already get, so it's stupid. um Would I play this? No, not really. None of this really excites my mind. I might steal a couple of these for like a boss encounter or like a new creature to throw at my players to watch them gnash their teeth in anger at me, but uh, no.
1: I, it just pisses me off, if you couldn't figure that out already. No! But I thought you talked like this all the time. Well, I do. <laughs> it, it, oh, It's so frustrating. It would be such a badass class. To me, psionics, if they built it right, would be a great combination of a, men- a mental wizard and a monk. Because you're going to have to give them some of both abilities. You can't just have them be a a brain spellcaster they're gonna i think if you blended those two together worked out the fucking system it would be awesome and have i'd play it and i'm making mi- one slowly for homebrew
0: have you ever made a mist or have you ever looked at the mystic ua yeah,
1: my feeling on that was the same thing it's they they want to do it they didn't
0: okay just curious okay. yeah
1: no it's 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 closer than anything else but I didn't just... know you felt this strong about psionics. I love psionics. I think they're so underutilized. Okay. Because AD and D had a whole section on them, but you just rolled. I didn't think the... anyone understood the psionic. Well, room. no, I had no fucking clue. But
0: <laughs> wasn't it like so rare that you had psionics? like yeah. There wasn't even a point in rolling. You
1: just rolled at some point. And I think you had to get like a a one through ten on percentile dice, so you had a ten percent chance. But that no one ever. Higher than I thought. Yeah, it might be. No one ever remembered. So like you'd be midway through the campaign and you'd be like fourth level and you're like. Someone would eventually look and they'd be like, oh, we didn't check for psionics. And you're like, roll. None of you have fucking psionics. Okay, let's just keep going. Um, but there were some cool, like, ego whip. What a great thing.
0: Are yeah, I looking... think it is about a 10% chance that yeah. you have psionics, which is higher than I thought it was. Yeah. I mean, I, I would still roll it's to see if I had it. It's a big section
1: in the uh, AD&D, uh, done in the
0: DMG. It's a big section. Oh, wait. So if uh, I just looked at the rules. If a character has an ability score of at least 16 in Intelligence, Wisdom, or Charisma, he might have psionics the chance is one percent modified upward if any of these three scores is above 16 each point of intelligence above 16 is plus two and a half percent yeah don't try each and- of wisdom is one and a half each of charisma is half uh and so uh, don't try and figure out those pools. okay so if you have an 18 I, I think across the board you have like a 10 percent chance so yeah you start out with six uh with a one percent if you have 16 and mm-hmm. any uh uh, yeah. In in any of those. It's stupid, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. oh yeah. It, it just... <laughs> Never mind, I won't roll. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. okay,
1: I'm just going to roll for shit. Wait,
0: examples. wait, wait, wait. I'm pretty sure I have at least a 16 and something. Let me roll a D100. It's or...
1: not charisma.
0: Hey. Wisdom? <laughs> Intelligence? Uh. Alright, I'm going to roll a D100. Nope, I got a 99. <laughs> oh, if it was flipped around, you had psionics. <laughs> well, no, then I'd need a 100. Don't you have a 16 and something? Seventeen or something? Anything? I don't know if I have a seven. I mean, if you want to give me a seventeen and then flip it around, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm a psionics, guys <laughs> All right, moving so,
1: on. The
0: last one, uh, well, the second one, and the last one is the warlock gains an otherworldly patron. uh I thought I'd say Patreon. <laughs>
1: Um. Okay, no. so are we that desperate for money we're gonna the, the you know devil's gonna come up we make a handshake i am like a warlock
0: patreon <laughs> uh, you made a pact with an entity en- entity, <laughs> entity entity, that lurks somewhere deep in the ocean even on the elemental plane of water such as a mighty kraken an ancient primordial or a monstrous being from creation's earliest days which is also called a primordial but whatever did you just turn into a little girl? I ran out of breath uh, basically, you have a big spooky friend, um, that's water-based. Yep. You were telling
1: me something the other day b- didn't base something from Critical Role. Yeah, I don't Ukatoa, listen to Critical Role. I, I haven't.
0: Yes, there's been memes about Ukatoa all over the place. Okay. Um, which, really, you know, it was hilarious the first 100 times I saw it. Now <laughs> it's, now it's even funnier. Yeah, keep, keep saying Ukatoa. It doesn't get fun, it doesn't get less funny, I promise, guys. Um... First up we get an expanded spell list like we always do for warlocks, uh where they get to create or destroy water, they can do different stormy type things. I mean, it's cool. The weird one they get at fifth level though is commune with nature, which doesn't really Yeah, why me. seems like it's a very uh I don't know. That that seems a bit too uh druidic for me than uh water primordial creature. Yeah, I don't guess <laughs> why. Maybe it was... they were running out of space.
1: It, I don't it, know. That seemed like it. I don't know. It just seemed like an odd one to me, too. I was going to ask you about that.
0: Yeah. Actually, I, let me re look it up because I was looking at it earlier today. I was just like, that seems weird. Uh, and then they get a tentacle that they can run around with uh, for a minute, uh, which is kind of cool. <sighs> More tentacles. Uh, you gain knowledge of the land within three miles in caves and other natural underground settings. Radius is limited to 300 feet. Uh, yeah, you just gain knowledge of the surrounding territory. Sure. Uh, you can learn about the terrain and bodies of water, prevalent plant, mineral, animals, or peoples, powerful, celestials, fey, fiends, elementals, or undead, influenced from other planes of existence, or buildings. Yay? Yeah. It, whatever. I got nothing I guess, on that one. I, I guess it's fine, because you can, like, is my patron patron within a mile of me? Yeah. <laughs> what about underground? Is he within 300 feet of me? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it just seems like a weird spell to put in there. Uh, but I mean, you also get kind of cold for free. So that's nice.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh. Uh, so, yes, back to the giant tentacle at first level. You get a giant tentacle that is basically like a stripped down spiritual weapon. Instead of uh, you get, instead of adding your charisma modifier to the damage, you get to get an extra ten feet of movement with it, as it can move thirty feet around the battlefield. Uh, it has it actually has reach of ten feet, which yeah, that's I don't know if it really needs reach of ten feet, well, it's as a tentacle. How, well I mean, <laughs> except you can't target it. it; doesn't have AC or HP, so does mm. it need reach? Yeah,
1: I guess, but I think that I think the reach and the extra movement. Was compensating for the, reduction but the reach in doesn't do anything. Eh, well, what if you move and you're ten feet away still from something? You Ooh, can hit this it?
0: one weird edge case might happen. Yep, oh, no. exactly. Yeah. Okay, nope. But what? Why don't we give it fifteen feet? Because it might be another five feet away. Oh, because it's always ten feet. Okay. Uh, but yeah, as a bonus action, you can have the tentacle move up to thirty feet and, re- and just start hitting people for one d eight cold or lightning damage. Which cool. Uh, it's just a Spiritual Weapon except no That's Charisma a modifier. Um, and then at 10th level, tenet. it automatically increases to 2d8 damage. Uh, spiritual Weapon, though, you can already increase with different spell slots. So I, I think it's it's a little stronger, maybe, because you do you can summon the tentacle a number of times equal to your Charisma modifier. Um, so, I mean, if you have a plus 5 Charisma, you can bring it out five times a day, beating people to death with it for a minute each. So it could be very strong compared to a spiritual weapon as it relies more on spell slots and this does not. Yeah. But again, a warlock doesn't get that many spell slots so it wouldn't make sense to tie it to spell slots.
1: Okay, so you think that waiting all the way till 10th uh, level for the damage increase makes sense then? Uh, Seems yeah. like a I long mean, time. Not,
0: I mean, it's it's just a nice little bonus action thing that you can do. I mean, for Hexblade Warlocks, you're going to deal a lot more damage as you can get like 3 attacks in a turn, uh, including the tentacle. So I think a lot of, uh, I mean, well, you can't really be a Hexblade Warlock with and be this patron, so any Warlock that's going to focus on doing melee damage might like this, but you're probably going to be in the back blasting Eldric Blast and then just having your tentacle go out there. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, like I'm not sure what I was talking weapon. about with Hexblade. I was thinking of Eldric Blast gives you the uh-huh. second attack, not the Hexblade thing. But yeah, Eldric Blast, at actually 11th level, you'll have three attacks with Eldric Blast. So he'll technically have four attacks and then you know, gotcha. keeps going up from there. So I think it just gives the warlock a little bit more to do. And they're not just summoning hex. <laughs> and then like, I don't know what else I'm doing with my bonus action. And that does kind of work. And, um, you know, you're going to have to decide at the beginning of combat, do you want that extra D8 of your tentacle or do you want that hex? That's a D6 and it requires a bonus action. So there's going to be a little bit of strategery in there. I mean, if you get your hex up and then you do the tentacle, then you're going to be doing a D6 and a D8. But you have to wait until your second turn to bring out the tentacle. So it's, you know, how much do you want to recreate hentai on the battlefield? That's the uh, question.
1: <laughs> I like what you're saying there, Cotton. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I think there, Um, people are, I, I think it's fine. Okay. I, I, it gives you a little bit of a damage boost as opposed to the other warlocks. But it's kind of keeping in tune with the class. And there's a little bit of power creep inside of this warlock as well. Yeah. Um, which I think they need to dial back a little bit. but
1: I don't think we need to talk of uh, the next one. Well, Cyan of the Deep. You're fucking Aquaman. No, You an can aqua- telepathically
0: communicate with any aberration, beast, elemental, or monstrosity that has a swimming
1: speed. You are fucking Aquaman, no, who is the worst superhero out of all the You can talk to a super-
0: crocodile or a piranha. You're fucking Aquaman. Or, a watermel- or w- watermelon. <laughs> you can talk to a water elemental or an elder brain because it has a swimming speed. Your or a gibbering mouther aquaman or a yanti anathema though that's the only yanti you can speak of because none of the other yontis have swimming speeds
1: can we just move on
0: yeah sure you're no fun Fucking um waste that's it's just a ribbon ability yeah it's not a big deal why why, why are you so angry chris
1: because aquaman
0: did you not get enough hugs when you were a child no <laughs> Mm,
1: well Fathomless Soul yes
0: 6th level uh, your, pra- your patron
1: your patron
0: your patron grants you greater abilities uh, you can breathe both air and water you gain a swimming speed equal to your walking speed and you gain resistance to cold the issue with this though is you get two abilities at 6th level because you also get guardian grasp but where you can have your tentacle uh, uh, as a reaction you can have your tentacle stop half the damage to a creature and then your tentacle disappears Neither of these are great um because there's already an evocation for Xanathar and Xanathar's called Gift of the Depths where you get a where you can swim and you can breathe air and water. You just don't get that resistance to cold damage which this just seems pointless because you already have an evocation that already does two out of three of these things. What's the point? Like and then Guardian Grasp is just oh I could take someone else's damage for them or I can keep my tentacle out and keep <coughs> slapping them around hitting things both of these features at sixth level just feel boring and also no other warlock gets abilities at sixth level so now we even have power creep thrown yeah, out that hand. was going to be my question why did they do this at sixth level at well for two,
1: it would two of them
0: i was reading about it and apparently uh, when mike merles was first working on this on mike merles happy fun hour um but you can um but basically like the idea was oh you know just trying to tie people a little bit more into their patron you know if, if someone doesn't pick a cl for some other thing with swim speed we should give them CL swim speed so that they feel more like their patron and it's just like no don't do that <laughs> there's an evocation let them take the evocation don't just give it to them for free like let them play like let them pick the mechanical evocation because that like there has to be some sort of cost when you're role playing like there there does need to be cost for role playing you can't just keep going min-max and just give away free things to them. Just well, because, well...
1: Apparently because you can. I, Those are the rules, Stephen.
0: I don't like it. Whatever. You know what? No one ever asks my opinion anymore. Not like they ever... T-
1: <laughs> devouring maw. Yeah. Yes. Tenth level.
0: Tenth level Devouring maw. You draw forth a manifestation of your patron's insatiable hunger. As an action, you choose a point. You can see within 60 feet of you... For one minute, a translucent know, we go. manifests in a 10-foot radius centered on the point. Um, and then each creature in that area must succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained. And then at the start of their turns, they take 3d6 colder lightning damage, which is cool. Um, and then you gain temporary hit points equal to your warlock level at the start of your turn. If there is a creature in the maw's area, uh, which, uh, and as you can't select not your friends to be in that maw, you kind of have to make sure you summon in a good location. Yeah. And it resets on a finish or short or finish short rest, short or long rest. It yep. replenishes, uh, which is cool. Um, I'm glad that they use the word translucent and not a transparent maw. <laughs> uh, and also that there is no save. Uh, you automatically take that 3d6 cold or lightning damage, which is similar to some of the other Warlock spells. Um, uh, Hunger of Hadar, I think, automatically does damage uh, when you start your turn there, so. It, well, it it's kind of along with stuff.
1: No, it says each creature in that area. Or be the, restrained when the maw appears. That's for being uh, restrained. For restrained, gotcha. Yeah. So you'd say that even if they're not restrained, they'd still take the damage. Yeah, based on the wording.
0: When you any creature that starts its turn in the maw's area. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, free three d six damage, um, but it also hurts your uh, your your buddies. So gonna have to be wary of that but it's also a 10 foot radius so it's not as big as the transparent opaque objects of the sorcerer's <laughs> abilities so uh
1: and, and rem- more auto damage so. yep remember temp hit points don't stack they have to put they put that in there again
0: yep yep because apparently people don't read the book temporary hit points do not stack they have never stacked don't worry about it guys don't try to I don't
1: know. Yeah, just unleash the depths. 14th <laughs> yes, level.
0: 14th level. Uh, as an action, you choose a point within 30 feet where your patron tears. Patron. God. I'm not trying to like subtle message you guys or subliminal message you guys. I say promise. Yeah.
1: Tears through reality, manifesting a measure of its, yeah, not trying that Thalassic grandeur.
0: You know what that thalassic means? Relating. Hey, can you say thesaurus? Thesaurus? Okay, good. Okay, uh, you get to choose a uh, an effect once you manifest it, and it replenishes on a long rest. Uh, you could either use the transport ability, which allows you and up to five willing creatures of your choice uh, to basically teleport to a location within 100 miles that you have visited within the past 24 hours, and then the tentacles vanish. Or you can use fury, which you can direct a barrage of spectral tentacles to issue forth and strike up the five creatures you can see within 30 feet. Each target must then make a deck save, uh, or they take d 10 cold or lightning damage, half on a success, and they are not knocked prone. Cool. It's not quite as, uh, it's a little bit stronger than the fiends, uh, warlocks, uh, hurl through hell ability, um, as, you know, you can target multiple creatures with it but hurl through hell automatically does 10 d 10 psychic damage and there's no save to take half so i don't really think it evens out but it's fine
1: yeah but if i'm a sorcerer i'm gonna be pissed because if i'm playing that the, that ua it's like ooh, i gotta wait till 18th level and have really good eyesight so that i can teleport a mile and this one you're just like Hey, guys, we're getting fucked. Everybody get close. We're out of here. Let's go back to the inn. We just left there the other day. Boop. Back. I mean, it's Yeah, just...
0: but, I mean, uh, the, the sorcerer's thing is tied into a damage-dealing thing. This is one or the other once per day, whereas the sorcerer's was...
1: Bonus action.
0: A long rest, yeah. So, yeah I'm I don't know.
1: But, I mean, how many people are going to do that? I wouldn't
0: compare sorcerer and warlock. Chris. I'm
1: not. I'm just okay. saying that it's just the they're, like be i'd be sad um but how many are really going to transport unless things are like you're getting ready to get tpk'd everyone's going to hit shit with fury
0: and i think a sorcerer is unlimited to the number of creatures so long as they're fitting within their warp reality area whereas this can only be six creatures total okay so big tables sorry yep you're <laughs> fucked oh did leave the rogue um <laughs> leave the bard or the cleric
1: never leave the cleric The bard could be, he might try and fuck the monster that you're fighting, so that could work out too. Yeah,
0: the bard's like, don't worry guys, come back in a day. (laughs)
1: Yeah. If there's a sock on the door, come back two days later. Uh, And then, just to piss me off even more, they add a psionic-themed cantrip for the Uh, sorcerer, warlock, and wizard.
0: Can we talk about the warlock as a whole now?
1: Before you start jumping
0: into other things?
1: Yeah, sure. Would you play it?
0: Uh... No, but I'd give some of these abilities to my monsters.
1: Court that that seems to be the running theme with everything we go over.
0: I, I don't know. I, I also just, don't play, Chris. I know, which is sad because uh, you're a control freak. The only one I think that there needs to be control because someone which is all the time. I I
1: don't want a kraken as my patron.
0: I don't. Well, you can pick a el- water elemental.
1: Still, it's like I don't More want tentacles. To, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be Aquaman.
0: Okay.
1: I just don't. And that's just me. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. There's a lot of good abilities. I can see why people play it. Uh, it's just not for me.
0: Why people play it?
1: Why people would play it. <laughs> you know, they, it could be cool. It, it's, like I said, some of the stuff in there is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I think there's a bit too much power creep being well, that's thrown why people into would the play U.S. it. <laughs> well, it,
1: it'll get nerfed for sure um, yeah. if they, you know, follow up on it.
0: It's very flavorful. It keeps in line with what it's doing. Um it's fine i I'm not blown away by it or anything. Yeah. uh, it's interesting in a yep, that's a warlock patron it's, none of these like really blow my mind. It's no. just like, oh, okay, cool
1: it It's better than the sorcerer and the barbarian from the last one, not your barbarian
0: fit. and monk, yeah, I know, I'm just can you not. said sorcerer and barbarian, oh
1: well, no, it's better. This one is better than the sorcerer in this one and better than the barbarian in the okay. previous one. I would still probably play the UA monk over this.
0: Okay. But you didn't even like the UA monk No, or- oh, I I grew to you know, we talked
1: about it afterwards and okay. I I So now you like it. I don't I don't like okay. it, but I would play it before any of these. <laughs> okay. High praise. Yep, there you go. That's about as good as it's gonna get. Uh
0: I, so yeah. I, I I I don't know. It's neat i guess it's very flavorful it keeps in line with what it's promised it's gonna do and it's not trying to be something it's not uh i think that it has the ability to if you're going to play a sea campaign i think this would be a great warlock to go with um and then someone else grabs like the storm herald barbarian and someone else grabs the storm sorcerer and you know you guys just have like a big ocean themed party and you guys go have fun
1: so, if you're playing Ghost of Saltmarsh, yes. this is for you.
0: Yes, it'd be good for Ghost... Why didn't they throw this into Ghost of Saltmarsh?
1: I have no idea. I think they should have put a I couple think- of
0: subclasses into Ghost of Saltmarsh. Said the... I don't know.
1: Because they forgot. <laughs> Maybe. The Maybe. guy... It was buried under the guy's desk and he turned something
0: else in. So, yes. Now there is a new cantrip suitable for psionic-themed spellcasters. <sighs> Except they're not psionic! Um, sorry. Mind Sliver. It appears on the Sorcerer, Warlock, and Wizard spell lists. It's an enchantment cantrip, which seems weird to me. I'm not sure I'd buy that it's enchantment. Maybe evocation, or... uh I don't know. Enchantment just seems weird. Because uh, you're not really... In- I guess you are providing a debuff, so I can understand why it's enchantment, but... uh It just ca- kind of caught me as weird. Uh The only component is a verbal component, so that's kind of neat. Um, basically, you uh have someone make a- an intelligence saving throw. When they fail it, they take a D6 psychic damage, and they... Uh, on their next saving throw before the end of your next turn they have to roll a d4 and subtract that number from that save so that can be really good if you are trying to tag team especially if you're a sorcerer where you quicken uh, like this cantrip and then as your action you cast like whole person or some other like important uh, save or suck saving throw uh, type spell and so like th- this is neat I think the D6 is a little high on the psychic damage when Vicious Mockery is a D4 and they have disadvantage on their next attack roll.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or, because uh, I was looking at a couple of other D6 things. Like, Frostbite is a D6. It's a con save, and you have disadvantage on attack roll. Infestation um, is a con save, a D6, and it's random movement within 5 feet. Thorn Whip is a melee attack, and you're pulled 10 feet, and it's a D6. Vicious Mockery, a D4, and disadvantage on your attack roll. And I'm... I think... I don't know. I, I'm i not sure if a D4 is less powerful than disadvantage. Um, as you still have to uh, roll high for the for you to succeed on saving throw. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Chris?
1: Make the fucking Cyanus class and just throw... Stop throwing this bullshit into the existing spellcasters. God damn it. It just pisses me off. It just... You're really angry today. I want... A psionist class. Did
0: someone punch you in the balls earlier today? No. Okay. But. <sighs> Did you do it to yourself? Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. We make What the... if they didn't say it was psionic themed cantrip? What if this was just a cantrip by itself?
1: Well, they have to because it's Mind Sliver. They'd have to give it a new name because Mind Sliver has been a psionic ability. You suck
0: at saving throws. The cantrip. Now, what do you think of it?
1: Nope. <laughs> it Make the fucking class already. Stop with the artillerist, which still you get a turret. So I'm down with that. Just do it already.
0: Okay. So, what do you think of it being an intelligence save and a D six and psychic damage, and a D four on your next saving throw?
1: That seems pretty strong.
0: <laughs> I think at lower levels, um it's a lot stronger. Whereas at higher levels, when you are fighting smarter things, it's not as strong because they have to make a. I mean, intelligence yeah. they're going to have a higher score, and so I think at lower levels it'll be more uh more used and more useful.
1: Well, it's a cantrip, so that would make sense. And lower level monsters, I mean, it seems like a lot, not all, but, well, I guess it depends on the monsters, but a lot of monsters you fight, just like us, intelligence is the dump stat for a fair amount of monsters. As you get, like you said, as you go up in level and you're fighting a big, larger CR monsters, yeah that's not going to be the case. I
0: would almost say that a creature that is immune to psychic damage also wouldn't, like, they would be immune to the roll of D4 and subtract it from your next saving throw ability. I'd agree with that. I think that would be, I think they should have added that in there. Um, And then I could see the D6 damage. I don't know. For, Psionics got a whole book in
1: 3.5 and maybe even 2. Yes, I believe there is a Psionics handbook. Whole fucking book. The least you could do is make a goddamn class in 5e.
0: Well, they're working on it. They're just... Bullshit,
1: they're not working on it.
0: Hey, 4e also got psionic power book. Yeah. So, you know... Either
1: don't do it at all and just Come after
0: the player's handbook 3. So, I think psionics is just going to be something that comes slowly. I I mean, it didn't... It was um, Dark Sun, really, where it got its super popularity. And I don't... You know what? If they
1: do it, great. If they... if they they In my opinion, they should do it. If they do it, great. Stop pussyfooting around it and just either wait and make it awesome instead of this oh we're gonna throw psionic powers and randomly give them to people that just seems like bullshit
0: well i think maybe what will happen is because they waited to release the artificer class until Eberron's coming out which will be in the new Eberron book in november mm-hmm. that they might be waiting until they do the dark sun's book that they release the psionic class hopefully Maybe, so. but then, you know, it took them five years to get to, let's see, it was released 2014, right? So yep. it took them five years to get to Ebron, so to get to Dark Sun, it might take them another five years.
1: Yeah, but I would assume that they would probably do some sort of
0: Planescape before that. Hopefully. Um, i do not Not sure what class would go along with Planescape. They might do like a very specific Gish class, maybe, yeah. just for Githyanki and Githzerai, but... But, I mean, I would think
1: after Ebron would come Planescape.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, you do need a way to get to Eberron from the Forgotten Realms. Yep.
1: So, okay, there we go. Let us know what you think on your thoughts on the classes. I'm sure, Steven, if he will do a homebrew, maybe, to fix them. You did a nice job on the Barbarian homebrew last time. I... I, I
0: don't really feel the need to fix anything. Like, there's nothing in here that is like a glaring flaw. Right. I just think that there's a bit of power creep, and when it comes out in a the book, they'll drop like an yeah. ability. Or it'll two. it'll definitely be yeah. there. Isn't really anything for me to want to waste my time on in this.
1: The barbarian was a good fix. I like the home read on that. Uh, yep. So there you go. We link got a in the show notes. what's that?
0: I said I'll put a link in the show notes for
1: excellent. It. Got a
0: couple last notes here. Yes. Uh, before you do that, though, go please vote as to whether Chris was. A little too angry this time around? Or maybe just angry enough?
1: Can I vote? I go angry enough. Okay. I go not angry enough. Put that as an option. So our buddies at GM Binder launched their Kickstarter today, the day of this recording on Tuesday. If you're not using GM Binder and you're creating homebrew, first off, why? It's fantastic. And definitely once they add on... The things that they're going to put in after the Kickstarter, there's no excuse for you not to use it. They are already at, let's see, they dropped it, I don't know, 12 hours ago maybe? No, not even that. Uh, yeah, 12 hours ago. And they're already at approximately 9000 Their goal is $30,000. we are going to figure out how much money we're going to kick in after this. Uh, but we've had the... Uh, privilege of talking to the creator of gm binder and some of the things that they're going to be doing are fucking amazing if you're currently using it definitely chip in the money for it guys even if it's just 10 bucks every little uh donation helps and if you're not check it out and then check out the kickstarter
0: to go along with the gm binder kickstarter they're going to be doing a lot to help uh not just gms that are creating content on gm binder but people who are actually viewing your content on gm binder right. ways that you can uh better sort through things that you like you can start following creators uh you can start liking things and uh, it's just going to be a better ui program for um for the viewers of GM Binder, because not everyone wants to create stuff. A lot of people, you know, they just want to be able to find creations. Good point. And so by uh, uh, helping gm binder with their kickstarter you're going to have a lot better experience finding those things that you want to find and that you're not having to search through all out through all of google trying to find good (laughs) homebrew
1: you can go somewhere other than DD wiki
0: yeah so i i think it'll be a great resource and you should definitely back them on kickstarter because they have a lot of cool stuff going on like uh dice and dice trays and things of that nature
1: yeah they they're giving out a lot of cool stuff so uh steven want to talk about our patreon
0: uh yes so if you become a warlock of ours, <laughs> um, um yeah uh you know become a patron if you like what we're doing here if you want to hear chris get weirdly angry at me for no reason and uh, rightfully angry i would say at watsi for the psionics and their disgrace of what they're doing to this noble class and spell classing ability
1: you're not being angry enough
0: become a patreon
1: patron Support for us. our patreon
0: yes become a patreon to our patrons <laughs> become a patron uh, to our warlocky powers yeah. and you know uh, you'll get access to our extras podcast where we complain about crappy old fantasy movies we uh <laughs> you can get access to our homebrew hoard. uh we're looking at starting up a new tier we're not quite sure what that's going to look like but you know that come hang out with us a couple yeah. of bucks a month and we would really appreciate it and chris might even break down and crying with tears of joy in his eyes
1: yes um the yeah the giveaways that we've started those are pretty cool uh every
0: month we do a giveaway for one of our patron yeah, patrons. The, i pa- think our patrons. i think
1: our existing uh patron patrons would be like now oh, you got me doing it would be happy to have more people, uh, but sad because the pool of uh, people will get larger for them to have to uh, compete against. So far, we have done
0: uh, area of effect uh, markers, condition indicators, area of effect spell and, uh, markers, and then we, uh, this month will be scattered terrain. Mm-hmm. So uh, I uh, basically like tree stumps and rocks and things that you can just throw out into the board. So you know your forest fight is no longer just. Here's the grid. Now you yeah. can just throw out trees and rocks and just like wherever they chaotically end up, that's that's where the tree is. And, you know, it kind of creates a more exciting battlefield because then people can be like, oh, I can hide behind this tree stomp or things of that nature.
1: Uh, oh, our Discord channel.
0: Yes. Join our Discord channel. It's open to everyone. Um, yep. You can talk to Chris. Maybe provide therapy probably and
1: listen to steven actually talk intelligently about things instead of oh, just watching me uh type curse words instead of screaming them into the mic
0: yes join our discord open to everyone love to have you on there talk about things talk about life the universe and everything
1: uh-huh whatever yeah i think that's all i got
0: right now today good job Chris. good job steven
1: who's gonna say it say goodbye steven